March 15th, by the way, is Selection Sunday. Let's make it official. Yeah. So we are uh, a little under a month away from Selection Sunday. We are 28 days away from Selection Sunday. So we're going to play a little Joe and Ebo Selection Sunday right now. We put a Twitter poll in the field. What seed do you think Wisconsin will be on Selection Sunday? The choices we came up with, a six seed, seven seed, the eight slash nine, because that's basically the same seed. I don't know why they do it differently. It's eight versus nine. There's really no seed advantage. (laughs) Or ten or lower. So, again, your choices, six, seven, the eight slash nine seed, or a ten seed or lower. That are your choices. We did not go anything higher than six. And I, when you say 10 or lower, uh, probably the lowest at large you can be is an 11, maybe a 12. Usually once you get to 10 or 11, those are the end of the at larges. So anywhere from six to 11, I think is where Wisconsin could be right now. I don't see five at this point. If you ran the table here and you won your last six and you get to 20 wins, could maybe entertain a five C, but I think more than likely Wisconsin probably I think we pegged it. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten is somewhere they're gonna yeah, fall in there. I think we pegged it as well. Up on Twitter, D Rich says at Zone Madison, currently I think they're eight or a nine, but the remaining schedule, four winnable home games and two road games against non top twenty five teams, you could go five and one. Twenty wins before Big Ten tourney with a very high number of quad one wins. A six or seven seed is really possible. And I agree with that. I think six there's no way. Could you be a five? Let's say you like. Let's say you won out, and then you got to the championship game of the Big Ten tournament. Could you be a five seed? Yeah, that's the question, right? I mean, right now you're at fifteen. You got what five, six games left. I mean, if you win them all, you're twenty-one. And if you win a game, say you win your opening round game, which at that point you'd probably get a double by. Now you're looking at either the quarters or the semis of the Big Ten tournament. If by God you did that, you got to twenty-two or twenty-three mm. wins. In the nation's best conference, yeah, I think five is definitely on the I don't table. Think, I'm not. I don't think they're going to get a five. Win nine games in a row, but but what's the what's the ceiling? Like, what's the highest you could go? I potentially a five. I think, I think. Five, Yeah, I mean, if you even lost, let's say you lose at Michigan, but win your home games and then win a game in the Big Ten tournament, that still gets you to 21 yeah. wins. I still think that 21 wins with a at that point you'd have like nine quad one wins. They have a uh, their overall RPI was like. 25 last I saw. I mean, yeah, you're you're probably a five at six at worst. I'd say you're probably a five seed in that scenario. Yeah. But I mean, that's if that's like best, best, best case. Right. I think in my heart of hearts, and I've been saying this for a couple a month or two now. I think Wisconsin is. I was saying a nine seeds. I mean, eight seed. You could say eight seed. Then I'll say Wisconsin an eight seed, nine seed, somewhere in that range. Um, just because you got some losses that hurt you. Like Richmond, like New Mexico, yeah, they could have beat St. Mary's. You have some ones that make you scratch your head. Obviously, I think Wisconsin with the easier schedule, you know, finishing and then Big Ten tournament, you probably win a game. Uh, eight seed, give me eight seed for the Wisconsin eight, eight Badgers. Seed? Really, you think? Yeah, I think so. Right. I mean, right now they're a nine seed. I think Wisconsin is that's perfect for them. Eight or nine. I think they're an eight or nine seed. Uh, what do you think, Nelson? Based right right now, what do you think they are, and what do you think is the best they could be going into Selection Sunday? I Obviously, think, I mean, short of winning the Big Ten tournament, just yeah. short of that, what's the best they could get? I think right now they're an eight or a nine. 
I think at the end of the the season, at the end of the Big Ten tournament, I think they get in as a seven seed. I I really do think that they, the schedule they have in front of them, and there's a lot of winnable games, and I think they they do take care of that business. I think they got the uh, the cancer that was Kobe King kind of out of that locker room. Haven't they played for the most part much better once that saga kind of went away? Yeah, on well, and to Wisconsin, to being a seven seed, to your point, Nelly, they only have what. Two road games left. It's just what do you say, Miller? Michigan, Michigan and, and then Indiana, Indiana to finish I mean, they're, they're, the season. They're bubble teams there too, so that's where I said I, the Michigan game. I don't have a lot of confidence. Hey, Wisconsin has been good on the road. Michigan's playing better, and they're going to need it. The Indiana game would be the one because it's that last game. And you know what is Wisconsin playing for? What is Indiana playing for? If they both have like their seeds locked up, so I I wouldn't rule out winning that game because I don't know what's at stake. But I would say yes. I think they win their home games. Uh, I think tonight's the toughest of the home games remaining. Um, but I think, yes, they win their four at home. If you can maybe get one of the two road games at 20 wins. Boy, I don't know. though. If they get to 20, I don't see them being an eight seed. I, I think they're seven at worst at this point, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, in that scenario for sure. But what do we know? I know Wisconsin's finally won back-to-back games for the first time in a while. But what do we know about Wisconsin basketball and Big Ten basketball this season? Even if you are at home for a lot of games, isn't it kind of unpredictable? Yeah, and you'll probably have a loss thrown in there that you thought you shouldn't have had. I'm when it comes to Wisconsin sports, I'm slowly, very slowly learning not to get my hopes up too high because I don't want to be crushed. But a seven seed would be nice. I just realistically, with the unpredictability of the Big Ten, unpredictability of the Badgers, even though they are looking hot right now or on a streak, I still think 8 or a 9 seed. I don't want to get my hopes up for a 7 or a 6 seed, Miller. Give me the 8 or 9. I want to be safe. I want to be comfortable with it. I want to keep them comfortable. Keep them comfortable. Uh, 608-321-1670. I guess it doesn't, at the end of the day, matter. I mean, you look look at the year where they were the 9 seed, which was egregiously bad. They finished second in the Big Ten regular season, and they made the championship game. The Big Ten tournament got the 9 seed. And they take out the number one overall seed, uh, Villanova. And then the following year, they're a seven seed, and they beat the two seed Xavier in the mm-hmm. second round. So, I mean, they've shown under guard that the seeding really doesn't matter. I mean, I say the eight nine seed is the worst because then you're getting more than likely, unless you're Virginia or Maryland, Baltimore County, uh, <laughs> you're getting the one seed in the second round. So. Not that every one seed makes the Sweet 16. And like we said, uh, Wisconsin took out the number one overall seed. I just feel like if they win 20 games in the Big Ten, they deserve better a better fate than having to play one of the four best teams in the second round. True. One thing they have going for them, though, is all those quad one wins. They got a lot of quad one wins. I know I keep bringing that up, but I think it's you can't forget about it because there's been some turmoil this season, but there's some quality wins for the Wisconsin Badgers. But then you look at, like, Ohio State in bracketology is above the Badgers. There's teams that, like, Wisconsin swept the Buckeyes, yet the Buckeyes are above them in bracketology. How does that one work, Miller? I don't, sometimes I don't get bracketology. Yeah, they, got more, don't, they got more quad one wins, Wisconsin does. They swept Ohio State, yet Ohio State, the Buckeyes are above them. Right, I saw in bracketology. that. Bracketology. Uh, OB tweets in, he goes, and yet North NC will be a three seed in the tournament. <laughs> OB. Yeah, I don't think so. I think the I think you have to be above five. Well, you could say this will be. You got one play on that. They could win the ACC tournament yep. and get a uh, automatic. Now, wouldn't that be funny? North Carolina, like twelve and twenty-five, wins the ACC tournament, gets an automatic bid, and then the committee is like, "Well, we really thought they had a good season." <laughs> yeah, they're a four seed because it's North Carolina. 
I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> OB. Uh, all right, 608-321-1670. Again, uh, the choices we put up, a uh, six seed, a seven seed, an eight slash nine seed, uh, or a 10 seed or lower, very early results. Uh, the eight slash nine game is uh, is leading right now. I, I'm i just trying to see. That's I, the again, safe one. Yeah, I think that is. Yeah, I was just exactly. I think that's. I think that's the default answer here. You lose one or two more games. I think you default into the eight nine game. I think the question is, do you think they can do something special here the last month and go five and one, six and zero, oh, or do you think the bottom could possibly fall out and they go three and three, and then in a ten seat or worse, or then you're back on the bubble. I would be surprised if a twenty win Big Ten team this year with the depth in the Big Ten, if a twenty win. Big Ten team this year is any lower than a six seed. So I'm looking at all of the bracketology, all the sites that have their their little uh, numbers out here, and it's almost if you were to average it out, I think it'd be an eight seed. There's a lot of eight seeds, but then the lowest or the let's say the lowest seed they have is Watch Stadium at a seven seed. So there's one person saying be a seven, two a nine, and the rest like five of them saying an eight. What's the difference between an eight and a nine seed? Nothing. Besides numerical one, order, one team wears the home jerseys. Well, <laughs> yeah. do you, well, do you like the red road jerseys better for Wisconsin? Ooh, or do you like the white home jerseys? I like better? the reds. Then I, you'd want them to be a nine seed. Well, the you? only How you? say, oh no, question. Nelly, you like the red or the whites? Whatever jersey they're going to win in. So the throwback uh, well, jerseys the from two thousand four jerseys were red. No, they wore they were white, right? I got to go back and look. Yeah, the game they two weeks ago. The, yeah, because that was home. Yeah, they wore white, so I guess you'd want them to be the eight seed because everybody was raving about the the final four jerseys that they wore two. Weeks and the ago. players said they wanted to wear them yeah. again. So then, in that case, Ebo, you'd want the you'd either you want the eight seed or you'd want a seven. You'd want a six, seven, or eight because how it works in the in the NCAA tournament, the higher seed or lower, depending on you look at it, uh, the lower number, which is the better seed, is the home team. So if you want to rep the 2000 Final Four, and they didn't rule out wearing them again. No, maybe, they said the maybe, players said they want to wear them. How cool would that be, dude, if they don't wear them? Up, you know, that's the only time they wear them is that Ohio State game. And we roll out, and it's like the, the Sweet 16. Wisconsin gets through the first two rounds somehow, some way, by hook or crook. And they're playing in the Sweet 16 game. And it's like Wisconsin and, like, Kansas – and the Badgers roll out, and they tear away their bottoms, and they, and they got the 2,000 Dude. Final Four jerseys and shorts on. That would be pretty epic, man. That would be dope. And then Wisconsin wears them all the way to the Final Four, right. just crush it. And they wear the same, and they don't even take them off. They don't even nope. shower, nope. or they don't even wash them. Nope. They just wear them, Nelson. What Superstitious. Kind of like when Nelson would sleep in his singlet. Then I'd watch him. He'd win a match. He'd go off the mat and he'd put his jeans on and he'd go sit in the. You guys bleachers. ever have any weird superstitions in your when you played sports? Uh, no, nothing. You never like had what like. Oh yeah, described. I did for sure. I never wore funny known superstition. Joe Miller. Well, I shouldn't say when I'm a tiny little kid with like mommy and daddy dress me, but when I was old enough to like dress myself uh, for wrestling, never wore socks. Never wore socks. Never wore socks with my wrestling shoes. I did like the Mike Tyson, just the boots. I had black. Like look like Mike Tyson wrestling boot wrestling shoes Sick. no socks. I had to I had to tape I had to tape a certain way. I had to go right to left. So everything like sock, shoe, tape, shing or t- shing yeah. then tape right to left every time. There's an order, and if I if I switched it up, I didn't feel comfortable about it. I really didn't have anything like that. Yeah, but I thought Nelson, didn't you wear because you really were kind of the same size? Didn't you wear the same singlet from seventh grade through your senior year in high school? No. 
<laughs> and shut you down right there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your one team-issued singlet you got when you were 11 and miraculously it still fit when you were 18? He's like a never-nude. He could never take it off. I will say this. When I, I was I spent a month in Russia once wrestling, and we, we did these little, like, dual meets, and they'd be, you know, it was like dead of winter. We're in, like, Siberia, you know, it's like 40 degrees. We're below zero outside. We're in these tiny little auditoriums or tiny little gyms. And these, these Russian dudes are all hairy and... They look like drunk I mean, vodka, probably. And you rest, you know, you'd wrestle the match, and you know there was like a banquet afterwards. Yeah. So we'd like you'd wrestle the match. You'd shake the guy's hand. You go back to your side. The, the Russian guy would go back to his side, and he'd put his suit on right over his singlet that he'd like wear to the banquet afterwards. What? Yeah, That's I'm like bizarre. Let's go to the. Sh- can we shower up? We gotta go to this banquet. I'd watch the dude like that I had just wrestled five minutes ago. He goes over, puts on a pair of dress slacks and a sport coat, like right over and his singlet. And the singlet's still on? Yeah, oh yeah. And he's covered in, you know, sweat and goo from a wrestling match. And then he just went to the banquet. That's interesting. So. I would, I would, you know, like to change out of that, I'd imagine, yeah. and possibly take a shower. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> little different take on hygiene. I mean, so. it's Russia's, it's a little colder, I'd imagine, I guess. Oh, yeah, it was cold. So there. I guess you got an extra layer, but then you got yeah. all that sweat on. I, yeah. That's a confusing one to me, man. Uh, well, anyway, I don't know where we got from uh, selection center to that. But, yes, I would love it to see the uh, the final four jerseys uh, broken out. But, uh, again, where do you see Wisconsin going selection Sunday? Uh, 608-321-1670. Uh, obviously, tonight has a great deal of impact, one would think, on their seed in a good or bad way. Yeah, uh, Purdue, so. how about this? I was like, the last team, because Purdue, some people think is, are going to set history. The last at-large team. Here's a little fact of the day. You can impress your coworkers today. Ooh, I'm listening. The last team to win less than 17 games and get in as an at-large. Not an automatic because, again, you can. it happens, especially in the little conferences, right, where like a 12-20 and 20 team will win its little tiny conference to get the automatic burst. So yeah. not automatic burst. The last at-large team, means a team that didn't win its conference regular season or postseason tournament, the last at-large team to get in with under 17 wins, Georgia in 2001 won 16 games and got an at-large bid. The reason I bring it up is Purdue right now is 14-12, and 12, two games above 500, just 14 wins. And are in most bracketologies. One I saw yesterday, they were the first team out, but the rest of them they're in. Could Purdue or Wisconsin or any team from the Big Ten uh, be the lowest win total at large team in almost twenty years? Georgia did it almost twenty years ago. Could Purdue be it? That I mean, if they lose tonight, they're fourteen and thirteen. But they've got a lot of wins, and a lot of people think the Big Ten is the toughest conference. So that's again going back to the Wisconsin seed. If the Badgers only won, like, well, let's say they did only win their home games, or let's say they even lost a home game and then lost their road games, would they still get into the NCAA tournament if they went like 17 and 12? By the way, the team that won the final, made it to the final four in 2000, 18 and 13 and got an at large. And I don't think the Big Ten conference that year was anything as tough as it is this year. So that team in 2000 that made a final four was 18 and 13. This team only needs to win four more games so to win to get to 18 wins. I'm looking at lines here. Heading into January, the over-under line for Big Ten teams in the NCAA tournament was set at nine and a half. Man. So Minnesota. Here's nine bu- and a half. Here's bubble teams. Minnesota, 12 and 12. Purdue, 14 and 12 with a trip to Wisconsin, like we were just talking about. 
Indiana lost five of their last six games, and three of its next four are away from Bloomington. Illinois has lost four straight and heads to Penn State. Rutgers is one and eight in games played outside the rack, with three of its final five away from home. Oh, <laughs> so there's your bubble teams. Um, God, nine and a, what would you take the nine and I a half? I think it'll over eventually under? be under because I'll take those, nine. Yeah, eight or eight nine. Eight or nine. I, there's no way you can say that like eleven teams from one conference or ten. That just. That's I mean, I, I I like the idea. Look, I'm a big. T- it would be amazing. To see like twenty percent of March Madness be the Big Ten, that'd be cool. But I think once it gets down to, as they say, nut cutting time, and the selection committee sitting around, they're going to be like, "Dude, are we really going to do?" It's like the Wisconsin versus Alabama debate two years ago, right? When the committee said, "Oh, we told if Wisconsin would have beat Ohio State, we totally would have taken them over Alabama." Yeah, very easy <laughs> yeah. to say after Wisconsin loses. So, um, yesterday, the committee can say that now. Show me on Selection Sunday. Actually, put. 11 teams into March Madness. I'll be impressed. So I'm looking at, um, there was, um, what is it today? The 18th? About a couple weeks, or a couple days ago, there was 12 Big Ten teams in the top 36 of Ken Palm rankings. 12. I mean, that, that that's deserved. You know, if you are if you have 12 of 36, um you should probably get. <laughs> I mean, nine and a half isn't that out of the realm ah, of possibility. I, I don't. I would still. What about you, Nell? You're a betting man. Nine and a half. Big Ten teams. Big Ten tournament or NCAA tournament. Man, and right now you got about twelve teams that are at least in or right at the bubble. Yeah, I mean, the the only two that are out are Northwestern and Nebraska. Right. Everyone else still has a chance. I think it really just comes down to, you know, those what, ten to. We'll go 8-12 to 12 in the Big Ten on how those teams win and play against each other down the stretch here. Because if, uh, if they trade wins and all those teams relatively go about 500 or a little above, I could see 11-12 getting in. What would change from all those other ratings? Yeah, it's just, I mean, how much, like, cannibalism within the conference will there be and that's where like tonight I get a little nervous just because at some point you got to figure one of these teams right these real because I don't think Wisconsin is a bubble team right now Purdue is Minnesota is at some point right one of these bubble teams is going to win a game they're not supposed to and kind of throw it off well like a decade ago when the Big East had like 20 teams it felt like and they were all (laughs) all pretty good how many how many times did they get 10 to 12 that's a good we'd have to look but well, that was, and you're right. And they, I think they had like 16 or 18. And I remember, like, what a gambler's paradise because they'd start, they, they had so many teams in the conference that they had to start playing the Big East Conference tournament like Tuesday morning at like nine. So for yeah. the diehard betters like myself, and it's, you know, it's a pretty good brand of basketball. It's Georgetown, it's St. John's, it's Marquette, it's Syracuse. You could flip on like ESPN at like 9.30 on a Tuesday (laughs) and it's, you know, Syracuse versus, you know, St. John's because they got so many teams in the Big East Conference. That was the year UConn won it. Um, What was it? Kemba Walker just went bonkers. Yeah, it went nuts. And they 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 won like five games in a row in the big in the they they had to play like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they won and they won six in a row. In the NCAA tournament, the guy went like on the greatest single run ever. Yeah, he's a beast. No, I'm, but that was to Nelson's point. I mean, that's an extreme example. That's when he's right. The Big East had like twenty teams, and they basically cut that conference and divided it into two conferences because there were so many teams. Well, that's what I mean. I think 
you know, another storyline and narrative that I'm really excited to watch from March Madness is how truly how good is the Big Ten? Once you get right. them in NCAA March Madness play, how good is this yeah. conference for real? I'd like to see how far that these teams can go. Because, I mean, you're battle-tested. It's that grind you up, chew you up, spit you out kind of thing in the Big Ten. That's why I think people are so stupid why they don't like the Bulls. Like, Oh, the Bulls, unless it's you in the playoff. Like, how how else can you measure who's better, the SEC or the Big Ten or the Pac-12? I, I'm with you. I think, yeah, I mean, if the Big Ten goes 3-9 and nine and gets, you know, two teams to the Sweet 16, it was all a joke. Yep. But if they put 10 teams into the tournament and there are six Big Ten teams in the Sweet 16, A, we, we probably were too hard on Wisconsin <laughs> this season as fans at times, and B, it's clearly the best conference right, in the I country. The Big East holds the current record for most teams in with 11 out of 16 members reached the field in 2011. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they were saying like a month ago that Big Ten could break that record. Wow. But that was a month ago. 11 of 16. That's crazy. I, I mean, but you, you just said it. I mean, there's all 12 of those teams right now are probably deserving. Now, some of them will play each other, but damn. 11 teams from one conference. Wow. By the way, speaking of Brock Holt, so he comes to the Brewers from the Red Sox. Did you see who the Red Sox just signed? Oh, 906. No, they got the uh, Nelly hit Did the under. Did you see who the Red Sox just signed? No, I didn't. Former Brewer legend Jonathan Lucroy oh. has agreed. <laughs> Would you really agree. consider him a legend? He's an all-star with the Brewers. I think legend's a little, little oh, much oh, there. Brewers Terry, legend? Terry wanted me to pass this. Oh, that was, that was Terry. Joe. We thought it was Dave from Monona. He, uh, he said that, yes, Ryan Braun, like many, has cheated, but he is the only one to bring down a blue-collar worker to try and cover it up. Oh, it's a Cubs fan, so who really cares? It was, it was all a setup. That, that, the guy who took the test was a Cub fan. It was all a so plant, Nelson. what does Terry, who's a Cubs fan, think about the entire Cubs nation ruining a guy's life named Steve Bartman? Yeah. What did Ryan Braun do? Was that what did Ryan Braun have to do with Steve Bartman? Bartman? That guy can't even show his face hey, in public. He had death threats. No, but Brian Braun didn't threaten to kill the guy, Nelson. They they gave Steve Bartman a World Series ring. He had to come in secrecy to come get it. Would you even want it? No, I would not. No. Oh, no, I'd take it and I'd sell it. I'd, I'd sell it for the money. Yeah, and I'm sure, Nelson, that this, this, this tester and Terry got a hell of a settlement and, you know, probably was made whole and probably never has to work a day again in his life. Listen, I'm not Braun a... did the guy a favor. The Cubs tried to literally kill a man. Come I'm a, on. I'm a Robin Terry. Yount. I'm a Robin Yount's the best brewer of all time. But, dude, Brian Braun, listen, yeah. How many times have we got to rehash this? It's been years. What I the can't Cubs wait till I, nation now I need did. that tattoo. Where, Ebo, can you go call the guy right now? Cubs nation ruined a man's, their own... They ate their own. Steve Bartman couldn't even show his face for like a decade. He still can't. I feel bad for that guy. Can you call the I can't wait to get my bronchitis tattoo now. Can you call this tattoo contact you have? I don't know them. Like, there was, can you have someone I'll have the person I, like, I do a thing with them on my other station. So I can put a good word in, but the relationship is I mean, more it's, 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 a, it's a great... Give me a tattoo, I'm and I'll a say sleeve. nice things I about your sleeve. business. What do you guys say if I got a sleeve? I'd get a bronchitis sleeve tattoo. Hell I'm going to yeah. get a sleeve. I'd get, what do you think, Nelson? Right so I'll drop the forearm, word and I'll get my sleeve. Bronchize right down the sleeve? I'd do that. I still think you should get Bronner on your belt line. I'm with Ebo. Or was, what do you guys think, like right here, just right right down there, Bronchize? Bronner, across the belt line. <laughs> Bronner right across my tramp stamp. Front tramp stamp. Or you could get a <laughs> syringe tramp. on your ass that says, 
franchise on it. <laughs> Listen, Brian Braun did it for the fans. Yeah. He, he did, did it, it for the city state. of Milwaukee. Do you think he, he got state bigger? Do you think he got more muscular now, sir? Do you think he was just doing it to stay healthy so he could be on the field and give you, the Brewer fan, what you wanted? Yeah, and live up to the expectations yeah. that you now set on him? Now he's crushed for it. Unbelievable. All right, what, what, a, what hey, a little... What a phony. What a little Nelly... The expectations hey, we set on hey. him. He had too much pressure. What a little Should have been a two-time please. MVP. What did, little, what did little Nelly think of Ryan Braun... 2007 on. Yeah. 2007 to 2011. 2007 to 2011, he was my favorite player. Him and David Wright And didn't you expect players. a lot out of him? Well, I expect him to be good because that's who Nelson, he was. Nelson, you Ryan have a Brown. thing called Mount Notice where you expect stuff out of people. If they don't meet your expectations, Brown. you want to fire them. So didn't you expect not, a lot out of Ryan Braun? So he wasn't being true to himself on, on how Ryan good Braun of a Ryan Braun wanted to was. live up to the expectations <laughs> that the entire state had on him, and he wanted to be available to play. So did Prince, and, and earn that contract? Did Prince Fielder not care enough to live up to the expectations? No, he let himself he get all use? fat. Bro, now he's doing cooking. Why did shows? he ate so much? He wanted to put some little oomph in his back. He's doing a cooking show, and Braun's still playing. Hey, yeah. Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder had neck issues. That's why he had to retire. Yeah, because he yeah, was he carried around too much weight. I got. I mean, I don't always agree with Evo and his baseball takes. I got to agree with Evo. And now Prince football. Fielder didn't care enough. He didn't care as much as Ryan Braun. Well, clearly Braun's like forty. He's still playing. And he better better year than that bum Santana. Nelson, you've heard of stress eating, right? <laughs> Apparently, Prince Fielder, eating. the stress got to him so much they started eating a lot because he couldn't live up to the expectations Braun was setting. Uh, anyway, I would love to get Ebo if you a lot uh, of false narratives. Would you? If you here. I mean, you're already like on my mount notice of best friends. You, you would go to like. You'd be like, we'd be like Brennan and Dale. Yeah. We just would become best friends if you could yep. hook me up. Or anybody listening that has access to a tattoo parlor that I could make a trade for a bronchize tattoo, we'd instantly become best Here, friends. I'm so brown on Twitch. Hiram says, get the number eight with the bottom O of the eight being your belly button. <laughs> or do you, have, a, do you have an innie or an outie? Oh, you got an innie. You got an innie. Go, it's kind of weird looking innie. Eight pack Twitch. It's a strange looking innie. No, you got I, an innie or an outie. He's got an 80. Do you have an innie or an Audi belly button? <laughs> in like I got normal? an innie too. Innie All right, tell me this other, crew. Tell me that we'll get back to Brock Holt, but tell me this. You you said you had another base or brewer. Oh, yeah. So remember when we were giving Corbin Burns a lot of ish because he only had two pitches coming in as he's a starting pitcher? Yeah, the Terminator and the Humiliator, right? Yeah, but it turned out it was just the See You Later. That'd be the See You Later. He had the See You Later and the Spectator. Mm-hmm. Freddie Peralta now, by all accounts. Has a slider. Did you see that, Nell Nell? Yeah, wasn't he working on that in winter ball, I think I read? Fastball Freddy now got a slider in his repertoire. See ya! Couldn't we say that he's needed that for the last two years? Yeah, but doesn't that make the Brewers starting rotation out a little better? I don't know. We have to see it. <laughs> I mean, it's a different – obviously, it's, it's nice to see because I think I probably read the same article that you saw. It's nice to see that he was – Using a slider, it seemed to work pretty well in the winter league. I believe where was he playing? Was that in Venezuela? Some, somewhere like in that. South or Central America. He's got a slider and Nelly, a renewed sense of confidence after well, hang on. a dominating in the Dominican. Was Dominican. In the Dominican. Let's if, pump the brakes though. That's not major league baseball players. If he's got a second pitch, we need to name it right now. And it's not calling it no boring slider. Well, we got fastball Freddie. What did Freddie Peralta? Didn't he throw like 80%? 75% yeah. of his pitches were fastballs. fastballs. Hence what fastball would the Freddy. name, if he's got a second pitch, what would it be called? Whew. I mean, slider is too generic. 
I'll have to think about that one. He said, quote, I knew that I could make the slider great, but not that fast. I took two or three weeks during the Dominican Winter League games, and when I saw those moments down in the count or in 3-2 counts a lot of time, 0-200 behind, I was like, oh, my God, I can feel it like I feel the fastball. I can throw the slider whenever and wherever I want. Oh, baby. I mean, if him yeah. and Corbin Burns can come in and do that, this pitching rotation just got a lot better and a lot deeper. How about this? Corbin but Burns. We need to see it first. Corbin Burns was tabbed as a starting pitcher last year, and he was still working on a third pitch come middle of the season before he got sent down to double A. Freddie Peralta now has the slider before the season. What a novel concept. You find another pitch before the okay. season starts. What about, a novel concept. What do you guys think about the Fredinator? The Fred- Peraltonator. What do you think, Nelson? Second pitch, the Peraltonator, the Fred. I think you go for the Fredinator. I think we need to think on this for a little longer. Put it out on an open-ended question, Ebo. Freddie Peralta is debuting a second pitch. I think it's his third. I thought he just said the fastball. He had a fastball. He throws a little bit of a he, he had a curveball and a changeup, but they weren't very good. Yeah. yeah. It was Corbin Burns and only had two pitches. Okay. Freddie Peralta loosely has three. Now with the slider. All right, I'll put it out, Miller. We need a new name for it. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, wait, slider, pfft, come on. Uh, Been all right, 608-321-1670. So in all seriousness, uh, because you would say Nelson, the one back to your boy, Brock Holt, uh, I mean, I, I'm intrigued. I'll say that. I just, why? So then if we say in Cerns, we trust and you get Brock Holt, what is the point of Eric Sogard? Isn't that, don't they have the same guy now twice? Sogard. If they have two utility infielders, and Urias is kind of you, they have three. What, what, how many utility infielders does one need? Don't you only keep like two utility, maybe even one on your opening day roster? You don't have like four backup infielders. You have like one. Well, that's why they signed all those guys. Are they going to cut a like, couple of them? He's playing them? like uh, roulette and seeing which one will hit. Nelson, you said the smartest thing you've ever said this morning before we were on air. How did Eric Sogard get $5 million? How does he get more than Josh Hader? Yeah, that's what I said. Re- reiterate <laughs> that what you is said. insane. And then some people were pro brewers on that one saying that, you know, yeah, they, they should pay Josh Hader four point whatever, $1 million it was, and the arbitrator decided it. And then you look and see Eric Sogard signed for $5 million. That's he must have the greatest cool. agent I was just ever. Say, dude, that guy's agent is... Eric Sogard has had one and a half good seasons in the big leagues. His nickname is Nerd Power. And he's in his 30s. Listen, I'm all for my nerdy guys. Like, I love the Twitch, I love the video games, but when I got a professional athlete, do you really want him to be associated with being a nerd? Nerd Power! In my latest movie, I play a father who's horrified to find out his son has become a nerd. (laughs) My son has become a nerd. I am McBain. That's what, what, Nelly? Sorry, we were quoting The Simpsons. Sorry. Eric Sogard is a poor Dude. man's Brock Holt. If you liked Eric Sogard when he played well for, what was that, like half a season for the Brewers? If that. You're going to love Brock Holt. Brock Holt is like a through-and-through through utility guy that can play anywhere at a high level. And he's better than Eric Sogard. Eric Sogard's a guy that will play good for like a week. Maybe like, why is he on the team? I just, and I, I mean, I like Urias. I mean, they're they're going to keep Urias, obviously, right? They gave up a lot to get him, and he's a young. I mean, he's not going anywhere, right, Nelson? I mean, it all comes down to how well they play. I mean, you all think these they would guys go are going to make th- that move for Urias and not say he's a guaranteed roster spot. Well, look at look at your infield. Your guarantees are going to be Braun and Smoke at first. 
Your guarantees is going to be Keston here at second. Right. Shortstop and third base are wide open. They pretty much just showed by trading for Urias. Dude, Arcia. Mars. And then the, it, I was, was going to say, get out of town. what about our old Arcia? Or is it the Arcia? He's, he's got to be Arcia. Arcia. Is it, is it now Orlando Arcia? Is that his pretty new nickname? Pretty much, and I'm fine with that. The guy hasn't. The guy hasn't improved whatsoever in the last, what, three years? Nelly, let me ask you. I just got a, a text. It says, tell Nelson they got Holt with the money they saved on Josh Hader. I don't even need to hear Becker. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! Now that's funny, That Nelson. is funny. How'd you know? That's funny. Did he already use that line on you? I've heard all that BS before. Well, I mean, what's the timeline? They saved $2 million on Hader, all of a sudden they get Holt? So what about all the other I'm just saying, millions what's, what's of the dollars they had last year that they didn't spend this year? Well, they're a small market team, Nelson. they got to protect their pocketbook. We don't want to start doing math with uh, Mark Ananasi. No, tell what everyone what you're doing the math you're doing yesterday. He's done the math. He's like Andrew Yang. He's done the math. Tell everyone. <laughs> well, the Brewers in 2018 made like a, what was it, a gross income of $66 million just in that one, one season. Some people... Are talking about how well they paid for uh, they paid for their spring training renovations. Yeah, well, you make those like once every twenty five years. They ended up paying like fifty six million just in two thousand eighteen alone. That's ten extra million they made of income profit, and now they don't have to deal with any of that spring training stuff for twenty five years. And then I believe they made oh, it was either. Last year or two years ago, or three years ago, they made like 20-some million dollars of net income. So if you just take what they made those last two years, you subtract their spring training money that they use for renovations, the only way Mark Ananasio could be operating at uh, even would be if he lost an average of $2.2 million a season with the Milwaukee Brewers. That's not happening. He's putting a lot of coin in his pocket. Don't let him sell you that he's small market and can't spend an extra $5 million. It's a bunch of BS. And it is definitely with with the signing of Holt, uh, who is rambunctious and is a fl- – I mean, I don't ever remember. Do you guys remember Orlando Arcia even being one of the two? I don't – was Orlando Arcia ever referred to as rambunctious Nelson? I think I could see Arcia being somewhat was he rambunctious? rambunctious. I I don't. He definitely didn't have a flair for the dramatic, did he? I he mean, did in the playoffs. Yeah, he he. Every once in a while, he'll have that flair for the dramatic. Yeah, like like you know, like in a two week span, every three months. Uh, but I I, I would definitely say his new nickname has got to be Orlando Ar. See ya, see ya later. Well, when he's batting like one eighty, it's definitely prove it or time to pack your bags. I just don't know what the. I mean, at Stearns we trust. I will never doubt David Stearns. I just don't know if they've changed rules. They've added a fifth infielder. Like maybe they're getting rid of the shift, Nelson. And Manfred's at it again. And he's going to say, instead of having the shift, Brewers, you can play a shortstop, a second baseman, and like a second baseman slash shortstop. Maybe they're maybe they're going to be play five infielders and only two outfielders. Maybe the shift is no more. Right? Isn't baseball trying to get rid of the shift? Are they just trying to get rid of Ryan Braun in the outfield? I think that's a good idea. You want to check this highlight out I found now? Your headset working okay? Check this one out. Jay hits one into left center field. That is going to be caught by Braun. Oh, man, what a catch that was. <laughs>
That was diving. That was in left field. That's the action, you know, outfield. Now he's in right field. He he could he could play with no glove and probably make it all-star in right field, Nelson, right? If he did Ryan that Braun. in left field, no. Ryan Braun plays on the diamond. His gold is his glove is gold. Huh? He catches jewels. You know how I know that's an extremely old clip there, Joe? How do you know that? Because John Jay really hasn't been in the division since like the <laughs> mid 2010s. Stop going all Zapruder film on my highlights. Right and Nelson. to the left. Come on, man. Come on, Nelly. All right. So, in all seriousness, do you think does this make the Brewers better? Him in right field or first base? If that tweet from Tom Hardercourt's accurate, and do you think it now? Not that they wouldn't have gotten this guy uh, Brock anyway, but does it make more Brock sense? Holt. That you got Holt and you got a now it makes sense. Now you see the vision of what this roster is going to look like. I think Braun will be when he's playing, he'll be playing what is it, right field? They came out and said, Nelson, yes. Did you retweet this from the zone account, your own picture? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is he defiling the franchise from this from his business account? Yeah, from the zone account. Let, go ahead, answer my question, please. Yes, I think Ryan Braun will be playing in right field, but I also think he'll be spending a lot of time at first base. Now, I actually don't mind this move, moving Ryan Braun to right field, because what do you know? Your center fielder is your best outfielder, right? That yes. is your all-around best fielder. And he fielder. just won a gold glove. I think we can agree he's our best. Normally, you it's, go... You pronounce it gold. Gold. Right field, normally you have your strongest arm. That's where they have to make the farthest throw, from right field to third base. Normally, you put your weakest arm in left field. I know I'm tough on Ryan Braun because he's not a good fielder. He doesn't take good routes to balls. He... He's not a great outfielder anymore, especially at his age, but he does have a solid arm. Do you ever I'll think? Give him that. Do you ever think you being tough on Ryan Braun is sometimes why he's bad games because he can't sleep at night, knowing that Nelson Raysbeck is tough on him? Well, it sounds like it's me and everyone else. That's why he started <laughs> using. It was the pressure. No, it's because yeah, to, to pressure to be deliver for his fans like yeah. you who grew up idolizing him, and then you turn your back on him. You know, the second it gets tough. Did you or did you not have a Braun jersey? I or, did not. You had a T-shirt jersey. Evo. T-shirt. Ebo, can I test to this, Nelson? He just had to eat damn vegan lasagna on Valentine's Day. Relationships, yeah. marriage is tough. You were married as a Brewer fan to Ryan yeah. Braun. Things get tough. You know, she leaves the seat up. Uh, or, you know. You, you, she you leaves know, the seat up? You leave the seat up. Or, you well, know, it's 2020. She, that could happen. She doesn't, um, you know, uh, you know, she eats your leftovers and you want to divorce her. You know, like you have good days and bad days. It's a relationship, Nelson. You're in this. Yeah, Nelson. You tell death do us part, I believe, is what the priest said. I wanted said. Rocky Rococo's and beer. She wanted vegan lasagna and wine. We compromised. You can't every single day isn't going to be so bliss So we had wine and, and Ryan. vegan lasagna. Believe me, Ryan and even Ryan and I have been through some tough times. But at the end of the day, we're still there for one another. Man. it's all. Isn't it all about the memories you made along the way with your friends? Sure. <laughs> But you had a Braun uh, T-shirt jersey? Yeah, I had a Braun T-shirt And I'm sure you wore shirt. that thing like every other day. I'm sure it was front of the rotation of your wardrobe. I wouldn't say that. In 2007 to 11, I guarantee it was every day. It was an everydayer. So you do, See, though. I was also you a probably huge, slept in it. I was also a huge David Wright fan, though. Okay. He had, he's got a better career than Braun, and his was cut short. So you think, uh, but you, you, you do think this is a good move. You think him and I out? think going to right, yeah, because he does. He does have a stronger arm. Obviously, it shouldn't matter a whole lot based on how he plays the outfield because it's not very well playing right or left. But I actually, I think this is more a beneficial move for the Brewers for Christian Yelich. So Yelich, when he was playing in um, Miami, 
He came up as a center fielder, but they moved him to the corners. He was playing left field. He was playing left field a lot of the times, and obviously as a brewer, they moved him to right because they had Ryan Braun. And uh, I think you kind of showed, because Christian Yelich wasn't that great in the outfield. I mean, he not as bad as Braun. Are you saying an MVP's not great? But I think they just moved Christian Yelich back to left field because it, one, I think he's more comfortable there, and two, they brought in Garcia, so Braun doesn't need to be playing in the outfield all the time. Okay, so now tell me, based on this, who plays Smoke, the opening? Who pl- Give me the opening day roster, first base. Who starts opening day at first? I think it depends on who's pitching. If you have a left-handed pitcher, I think Ryan Braun might be your opening day first baseman. Well, I saw yesterday Fox Sports Wisconsin, they had an article about Braun dusting off the first base mitt, getting ready to go. I think Braun's going to be both. Keston Hira, obviously, second. We, 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 yeah, he's no, definitely your no pencil in second base. Kess daddy to man. I mean, is Arcia in trouble at short? That's a good one. It, that all depends on... Uh, yeah, come halfway through the season. Yeah, what's going on at third base? What's going on with Urias? What's what's um, Holt, Brock Holt doing? Your guy Sogard, he's on third. <laughs> Sogard. I think that that's still up in the air. All right, so we were talking before the show started about the infield. What is the average height of the infield going to be? Like 5'7"? It's not going to be big. <laughs> it's going to be like the land of munchkins out there at the infield. I mean, you have Keston Hira, who's what? Like 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, you have, I mean, Arcia's taller, but he's he's lanky. I think Urias is a little shorter. Brock Holt, Sogard, they're both under 6 feet tall. It would be a, <laughs> it's kind of funny to say, but if you had like a, Around the diamond, you had a uh, Hira, Holt, um, Sogard infield. Jules. Not a ton of power outside of Keston Hira and not a ton of size. Yeah, but what do short guys always have, Nelson? Napoleon complex. They're going to be pissed off at life out there. They're going to be hitting the hell out of balls and just doing that hustle play, right? A bunch of grinders out the there. The shorter the roster, the better because they're just pissed off at life. Right, Miller? Yeah. I- Napoleon complex. They're going to be Brewers – Hammer the eighty-three and a half over. Okay, over. let's finish the game. So, who who did you? I'm sorry, Nelson. Did you say who you predicted will be the opening day starter at shortstop? I I honestly don't know. I will go with Arcia right now, though. Okay, and then close it out. Third book ended. Third base, probably Brock Holt. So that leaves Urias catcher and Sogard on the bench. Do they both make the? Do Urias and Sogard both if, make the I opening day roster? Urias makes a roster because he did just have wrist surgery. What was that? A couple of weeks ago, he might not be ready in time. So check us out. Keston here is five eleven. Back to the height. I love it. Brock Holt is five ten. And just remember, some of those heights are kind of kind. I'm sure they're all yeah, kind. No pro These are all is ever as tall as. Keep in mind, this is from MilwaukeeBrewers.com, where I'm guaranteed they add a couple inches. Urias is 5'9", Sogard is 5'10", Kesson here is 5'11", Orlando Arcia is 6 feet tall, allegedly, Brock Holt is 5'10". This is going to be... But remember yeah, remember in your yeah. office yesterday when we were talking about the Astros and how they were saying that uh, Jose Altuve was 5'7", and oh, Altuve's like 5'3". Alex Bregman was 6 foot, and then all of a sudden we saw the picture with Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, uh, Correa, and Verlander all standing next to each other on the baseline. And Altuve looked like you just came up the set of Wizard of Oz after the Munchkin Guild came out. Yeah, if uh, Justin Verlander's a legit 6'5", then Correa's a legit 6'3", and <laughs> Bregman's a legit 5'9", and uh, Jose Altuve's like a legit 5'4". 
I love just the the websites of the professional team when they they add like it's not as bad as basketball. They add like two inches on you. Uh, by the way, did you guys uh, participate in my uh, Twitter poll? Yeah, speaking I voted. of the newest Brewer, I voted. Uh, the question uh, he was described. Uh, Brock Holt is described as a player that has a rambunctious style. And a flair for the dramatic. I don't know how you can be both. Well, I mean, this guy should walk away with the MVP this year if he's got a rambunctious style and a flair for dramatic. But I said, if you could only be one, what's a better trait for a player to be? Rambunctious or a flair for the dramatic? What did you guys vote? I voted a flair for the dramatic. I can vote my poll, so I'm curious yeah, to what you guys voted. I voted a flair for the I can use what, what do you want to vote? I'll use one of my burners. <laughs> Well, I mean, keep going. I'm going to hear your A flair for the dramatic. The I love the flair for the dramatic. It's, you know, it's there's a lot of... Yeah, you know, when I think of flair for the dramatic, I think of like uh, Yelly. Like Brewers are down like three to two, bottom of the ninth at Miller Park, and Yelly comes up with full count, two outs, and he hits a cranks a bomb, and the Brewers win it. Like that's a flair for the dramatic, right? Yeah, I like that. Uh, Nelson, flair for the dramatic or a rambunctious style? I feel like you're kind of the bull in the china shop around here. You got a rambunctious style, don't you? Yeah, but I ended up voting for flair for the dramatics just because most of the time when you hear flair for the dramatics, what does that mean? Ice water in their veins. They're coming up with a big hit. They're coming up with a game winner. Something to that extent. You got a rambunctious style there. You're keeping the club loose. You're keeping them easy. Everyone's getting like, ins- you're setting the tone. Like you're the leader. You're like shotgunning like, a Red Bull. I, I, flames. When I played, <laughs> like I dumps played. Dumps half on the ground. When I played, I played with more of a rambunctious style and just that <laughs> let's get it going like a, like a tough grinder. Yeah, but you're I a wrestler. Do. You got their. I mean, there are some wrestlers that have a flair for the dramatic, but I mean, wouldn't you want a, your great wrestler to be a rambunctious style? You want him in there mixing it up. But I also up? see you can also list players under that same exact category where you can see flaws. Like Carlos Gomez was good when he was in the early 2010s with the Brewers, but you also wanted to like Bart Simpson choke him sometimes when he was running <laughs> Homer the Simpson. Homer choke baseline. Who, who? Hey. Can I ask you guys? Both Orlando RC is the same way. Sometimes he looks great out there hitting, and other times you like, want to choke. What the hell are you doing? Can I ask you both a serious question, bro? We always ask serious questions okay. right here. Would this fall under the term of rambunctious style or flair for the dramatic? It gets in his first month as Garcia turns on one, sends it to left field. Ron will try to cut it off at the corner, and Garcia's on his way to second, and he is out. Ryan Braun not having it. Garcia lead. Is that a flair for the dramatic Nelson, or is that a rambunctious style that Ryan Braun showed with that pinpoint accuracy gunning down a uh, base runner, a would-be base runner, trying to stretch a single into a double? Well, that's the part that no one's really ever questioned about Ryan Braun. He has a decent <laughs> arm. It's his uh, his routes to the baseball when hit, not good. Yeah, but if he's so damn good at throwing it out, it doesn't matter. Look at he. Maybe he took a bad route on that single, but it didn't matter. Joe, he let's got not the get ahead of ourselves. His arm is not out of this worldly. Would you say Ryan Braun's press conference a couple of years ago, Nelson, had a flair for the dramatics? Oh, or was that that might have been rambunctious? Uh, was that rambunctious? Was that rambunctious or a flair for the dramatics? Because the truth is, I'm innocent. <laughs> I'd say that turned out to be a horror story. <laughs> That's not a choice. Was it a flair for the All dramatic right. or rambunctious when he's through? I'm going to say it was pretty the... dramatic because All Ryan right, Braun was pretty dramatic. Was this a flair for the dramatic or rambunctious when Aaron Rodgers bet a random fan on Twitter his entire game check? <laughs> Why has he got to be brought into this? That now? Ryan Braun was innocent. Was that dramatic or is that rambunctious? I think that was a little just rambunctious. He shouldn't <laughs> have been doing that. Still hasn't paid up. Little, little too wild. There. Still hasn't paid. 
Uh, by the way, you guys will be happy to know that uh, Flair for the Dramatic, 64% rambunctious style, uh, 36%. See, I was glad you guys uh, wanted me to go back and look at my uh, Ryan Braun catching the ball. Yeah, so you can, you can disparage the zone account and retweet your own stuff. Um, well, so you can look stupid again and probably get nominated for D-Bag because I'm playing I, all I these amazing Braun highlights. I just thank you because I went back and looked, and I actually <laughs> found a bet that I completely forgot about with Joe Miller that he lost. What? It was the Ryan Braun final stats. Where I said I would allow, we could make a bet, and all he had to do was hit one of them. He hit zero of them. What was the I will bets? bring it back. I will show you next break. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, we got we got, hey, we got uh, Joe's guy Tony coming up. We got to, here. Let me just give you one more, Nelson. You feel good about right. yourself. Bottom on the first pitch, in the left. Braun chasing toward the line. Braun reaches up and he makes the catch. What a great play by Ryan Braun! Wow. <laughs> Hell, hell yeah. Just get ready for a lot of that, Brewer fans. All right, Miller, what do you think? Can we this sneak summer? this phone call in before Tony or Nelson chat no. this person's ear uh, I'm already. I'm already oh, wait, hang on. Oh, 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 let me pa- oh, pause on. the music quick. Who is it? Uh, oh, let me guess. Is it? Go ahead, caller. Scotty. Go ahead, caller. No, Scotty. Oh, the wizard. Hang on. The yeah, I can stutter worse. Oh, than, hey, did you hear man. Pete? Did you hear Pete this morning? Yeah, I heard. He him. said he wasn't going to stutter, and he didn't stutter once. That, you know, not, 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 not bad. Hey, a couple of things. One, uh, Zach Tyler, what the hell does that guy do? I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm just curious. What, what does he actually do? Plus, you know, some I'm going to bury him. He blocked me on Twitter. What a what a wuss. Who did? Tyler, what a little girl can't. He can't take it, Zach. I mean, first of all, first of all, you might want to tell him the Badgers playing home tonight, Zach. You're a sports director. Uh, yeah, he's going to the game, Dave. Yeah, but he didn't know he didn't know where the game was today when he asked him. Uh, oh, they're playing at home. Yeah, I think it was called a he, rhetorical question, Dave. I know, but that, that, that's why you guys he gets paid the big bucks for knowing nothing. But hey, I got a question for you guys. You know, you guys are reading. I tell uh, Nelson, you guys got the lineup of the misfit, the land of misfit toys. You guys have zero chance of finishing ahead of Pittsburgh this year with that current roster. Dave, what I think are the you Cubs. Talking about Dave, Dave I think Ryan the Cubs Braun is in right field now. Dave, the Cubs have zero chance of finishing ahead of Pittsburgh. No, this will be the easiest bet I have ever won this year. The Cubs and Brewers. You got the land of the misfit toys, and the Cubs have the land of the unappreciative toys. See. This won't even be close this year. Hey, Bill, you're lucky I'm not going on that trip March 20th because I would have oh, too much fun just burying you. Oh, dude, I'll make my Brewers are gonna. They, they might have enforced a 10 run rule on the Cubs that day. Dave, Dave. the Cubs yeah. have to get a guy that has one accolade as winning Dancing with the Stars. That's your manager, some bald dude who somehow won Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> you know, I don't even have a comeback for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what a guy landed the misfit toys. Hey, by the way, right field. It's a long throw for those gummy bears. So I'm, <laughs> no. I'm not sure if uh, – but anyway, you know, what are they going to do with Yelich? That, that's the guy you got to be worried about because he ain't, they can't sign him for $500 million. Hey, we'll you worry better, about that next year, Dave. We're going to sell him. a lot of hot dogs this year. You better trade him with Chris Bryant. Bye-bye. Yeah. But anyway, hey, Zach, uh, you know, sports, they play, they play at the cool center today, Zach. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Thanks, Dave. Dave. And just I'm glad we waited for that. If you have any doubts, Dave, Ryan Braun's outfield acumen. You know, it's go ahead, BA. Call that. Thanks. Call that gapper. Thanks. Fly ball. Braun lays out. BA the catch. Hey, call that BA. Oh, what a play! Braun's off to a good I will start say tonight. This, though. Hey, that was Ben Zobris there, Dave. Yes, thanks to Fox Sports Wisconsin. I will say that. this: he does bring up a good point. The little bit longer throw. 
Right field, you know what that means. You might aggravate an oblique. No. There's our sports there director, Zach Kyle. Mr. Brent. Man. Another huge Ryan Braun supporter. What a great day to be a Wisconsin sports fan, huh, Zachy? Huge. Huge Ryan Braun. Yeah. Zach is pronounced huge. Ryan Brown playing right field for your Brewers. He's a great American. He's building America a great wall in right field, Zach. Yep. Hello, Zach. Are you there? Is this thing uh, on? I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't know what you're doing there. Uh, well, okay, Zach. Uh, we'll come back to Ryan Braun. Uh, that was your commander-in-chief yesterday. You know, it was President's Day after all. Uh, I Did you catch uh, Joe and Ebo Selection Sunday that we were playing earlier? Mm. I didn't. I missed that. Uh, well, we put a Twitter poll out. Uh, one month. We're on, uh, we're, we're on the one-month countdown, Zach, to Selection Sunday. So we did the one-month countdown. What seed do you think Wisconsin will be come Selection Sunday? The choice is a six seed, a seven seed, the eight-slash-nine seed, since it's basically the same game, or a ten seed or lower. The great Zach Heilprin would vote what in that Twitter poll? I think a lot of people looking at it right now, they have them eight or nine, so that's where I would probably go. Um, I think, you know, obviously it'll depend how they play out the rest of the month. If they get to 18 wins, they're probably looking, if they stay, oh, if they only get to 18 wins, they're probably sitting in that, probably that, that 10 spot maybe. Uh, but if they can, if they can get 19, if they can get to 20, then maybe that eight or nine is, is more likely. And if they get even further than that, maybe the seven or six, but I mean, there's going to be 10. So I'm interested to see how this all plays out with the NCAA tournament selection committee and how they're going to seed, um, 10, perhaps 11 Big Ten teams, because that, that could also impact the seeding, um, because you can't have certain teams playing each other in the first round. And well, the and round. just so. that, and Nelson looked this up, Zach, the, the, the record is 2011 when the Big East was that super conference. They got yep. 11 teams in. As of now, the Big Ten's got 12. I mean, Purdue is still in, according to most bracketologies, they're 14 and 12 and hopefully be staring at 14 and 13 tonight, and they're still in, by God's sakes. Well, look at their net ranking. Aren't they? They're yeah, in they're the top like, 40. Yeah, they're like 27 right now in the Ken yeah, Palm. They're, they're ahead of their – yeah. Yeah, the net ranking in Ken Palm, they're all – all the Big Ten teams are still very, very high up there, which is uh, kind of funny. I mean, look, the, the college basketball, especially the other conference that is always talked about as being the best in the country, the ACC, ACC sucks this year. Yep. And so they're only – they're going to get three or four teams in, and – you have to fill those somehow, and the Big Ten right now is filling that void significantly. Uh, Zach, let's fast forward to tonight. Got Purdue coming Zoom. in. What'd you say? Zoom. Zoom, zoom, zoom. All right, so Purdue coming in. Last time the Badgers faced Purdue, that was, uh, oof. Was that kind of the start of everything that came crumbling down for the Badgers, but they kind of rallied around? Like it was the Kobe King crying at halftime, on it out. Then you had, well, they had 16 points at halftime. What do you think happens tonight? Are the Badgers more of a team that we saw win back to back games? Uh, the past two, or are they more of a team that wouldn't we saw first time against Purdue? Where's the game at? Cole Center, baby. All right, then I think we know what what kind of <laughs> Wisconsin team we're probably going to get at home. Uh, look, they had Purdue had 16 offensive rebounds in that game. Wisconsin had 16 total rebounds. That 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 was the biggest number. It was 42 to 16 overall. You, you're going to you're going to lose most games when you get out rebounded by. Uh, that many, uh, that many, and so that's been a huge fact. That's been a huge thing in their mind. Talking about it this week, they've been killing, killing their, their guys with that total. And I don't, I think it's probably been jammed to their head more than anything else uh, this year. So yeah, I think you're going to you're going to see a different Wisconsin team. And you know, Nebraska is not any good, right? But at least they they kind of 
figured some stuff out on the road. You know, having a guy hit eight three-pointers is probably a, a good starting point. Sure. Having Dimitri Trice go five or six from three is not too bad either. Uh, so that has to give you a little bit of confidence team-wise, I'm saying. But, yeah, getting back to the Cole Center, getting back to where you've played so well pretty much the entire season, you have to feel good about that. Uh, busy with our sports director, Zach Halper, and, and Evo reference, you know, that game, and that was kind of the, the start of everything that came out and came out really quick, uh, you know, with, with Kobe King. Do you look at now, Zach, are we far enough removed, 3-1 and one, since he's left the program? Um, I mean, is is that now, I don't know that it'll fully ever be in the rearview mirror for this season, but when you look at they've won three of four since losing their second leading score, whether it's departing the program, whether it's injury, suspension whatever if you win three or four without losing with losing your second leading score you're doing pretty well right yeah when you consider some of the teams they, they beat got teams that are now well i guess mission state's not in the top 25 anymore but we're certainly there and you know obviously a good team is going to be in the ncaa tournament ohio state back in the top 25 and going to be in the ncaa tournament you go along with the win at nebraska yeah it's not too bad um you know the thing about it is, is it's not even just these these last four games that I think are the key. I think it's pretty much been since since that Purdue game, or I should even say that, go back to the Michigan State game earlier in January. It was ugly, right? But that was also the start of Demetri Trice's solid play. And it started to get even better and better. You know, we talked about, we've talked about the assist. Like that, that's kind of gotten a lot of the play, the assist to turnover ratio. He's been insane uh, over the last, really over the last six or seven games. But you look at his defense, they put him, they've started to put him on the best player uh, for, they've been forced to put him on the best player, and, and a couple of years ago they would hide him. Now they're they're putting him on the and there's so many good point guards in this league, so that that kind of makes sense. But he's I don't know about shut down, but certainly hampered guys. Did that against Cam Mack on Saturday. Um, you know that is a huge part of it. But he's also shooting 46 percent from three since the middle of January, and that was kind of what was missing earlier in the year too. And if you get that type of play out of uh, Demetri Trice, you're going to have a good shot because the other guys. And lean forward, uh, Brad Davison, those type of guys, they can also, they also seem to be heating up a little bit too. Now, Halpern, we were talking a little earlier about, you know, what seed the Badgers would be come March Madness and if they could make a run. Have you heard, now I know the players I think said they wanted to, but we wanted them to wear the 2000 Final <laughs> Four jerseys and they could make a Final Four run. Is there any more rumors circling around about them wearing those jerseys? I think we'll see them tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, they, they, the, the UW account, the Badger Twitter account, keeps on asking, you know, should we? And everyone's saying yes. Like, I can't imagine them not doing it. Like, I, yeah, I think we'll see them tonight. I think we'll see them the rest of the way in the in, in their home jerseys. And, you know, I don't know how often they'll be able to wear them in the tournament. I guess that'll <laughs> depend on what kind of seed they get, both in the Big Ten tournament and uh, the NCAA. But I would I would imagine we see them tonight for sure. Well, how about this, Zach? Th- just because, think, because, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Yep. They beat Purdue to get to the final four, uh, you know, why not wear them tonight again? Well, I don't know yeah. how tight you are. You, I mean, you're pretty good down there. You're pretty plugged in. Um, next week, I'm doing the uh, state finals live on Fox Sports Wisconsin. If you could get me a 2000 Final Four jersey, Zach, I will wear it in place of a suit yeah. next Saturday I, night I live on too. statewide television. Yeah. Would, you, would you be able? And you could tell Wisconsin that. Like, I'll wear it on the broadcast. Different sports, right? Yeah, but if it's promoting, matter? it's the same building. What does it matter? It's in the Kohl Center. Yeah, why don't you go ahead? You, you, 
you have connections to a, a certain coach down there. Why don't you ask yeah, him? Yeah, I, I mean, well, he said he's going to hook me up with their camel singlet after the season when well, they're done. So well, there you go. Maybe that, I'll wear that, a that, sing- yeah. camel. Yeah, yeah, but I want to throw back one. Trevor Anderson's slightly taller than me. Steal his jersey tonight, would you? I don't know if you'd be able to fill that out, though. Oh, bro, I've been in the, I'm yoked. I'm in the gym lately. I am huge right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. There's no one that believes that, of course. But right. um, I just ripped. I'm yeah. wearing an extra large hoodie no, right no, now. I ripped in, out of no, it. No, no, no. You've been in the gym a lot. I'm just saying. I don't think anybody believes you're actually yoked because of that. Oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, you, you took the day off from the gym yesterday to shovel snow. So someone I mean, asked for my autograph. Says that I was Arnold Schwarzenegger the other day. It was crazy. <laughs> I think it might be. Uh, he's 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 dark. He's even darker than you. Like I don't. I don't. Why would yeah. anybody? compare you to no, no snow blindness yeah, and then he, he woke up it, it was it was having a vivid dream uh zach before i let you go you know any concern we were talking about purdue that they will come in you know desperate you know at 14 and 12 i mean this is a must win for purdue only a four-point spread i mean you'd think it'd be a little more comfortable margin obviously uh, the wise guys feel like this is going to be a razor tight game and that uh, you know purdue's gonna lay it all out there tonight do you feel like there's a shot the boilermakers can come in and get this game I feel like the last what happened last time in West Lafayette, Wisconsin is going to be quite jacked up to be out there yeah. playing. I mean, like you know, what I mean, like I don't Wisconsin. These aren't they haven't won enough games to get in the NCAA tournament yet. Their their back is against the wall too. They need to win every single game at home the rest of the way. So I, I don't think energy on Purdue's side is going to be any kind of a factor tonight. Wisconsin is going to be jacked up. They're going to be ready to go, and I think they're going to play. Uh, really well and, and beat Purdue and get back on uh, and even the season series. Look, they've, they've, four, they've lost six games of Big Ten play. They have an opportunity to avenge four of them. They've already did it with the Michigan State game. They have an opportunity with Purdue. They got an opportunity with Rutgers. They got an opportunity with Minnesota. And I think those four games are now the three games they're going to be ready to go for, Ooh, for sure. Dimitri Trice is more my size. Steal his jersey for me. Uh, he's too hot All right, right now. Higginbottom. Higginbottom. Oh, they won't even be sweaty. Get Higginbottoms. I'll, I'll look for it. I'll see if okay. I can, can't grab it. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm willing to, you know, I'll, I'll you know, doing that wrestling I, show Thursday night I against Zach. You know, I'm willing to I, do anything for the greater good. Get a jersey. Here's the thing, though. If uh, here's the thing, though, I think I can probably get one. You guys will have to fight over it. Higginbottoms. All right. Fair enough. That's fair. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Zach. Yep. There he is, Love our you. sports director Zach right. Heilprin. He will uh, follow him at uh, Zach underscore Heilprin. Uh, he'll have live updates from the yep. Cole Center. And, uh, happy belated President's Day, Zach. Yes, sir. 